This is, I guess, I guess I'm, I'm not kinky enough. So. <laughs> I guess I've been scarred by the internet. Hey, hey, welcome to a very spooky bonus barrel. Guys, it's almost Halloween. It's an exciting time of the year. And before we jump into the news, I, I wanted to mention two things. So, one thing, this is dr- left-directed. Uh, I got Contra 3 yesterday for the SNES. Nice. That's pretty cool. That's cool, right? We can That's play it sometime. Awesome. Yeah, man. I love yeah. Contra games. They're so much yeah. fun. Contra's there's cool. some. There's a, there's a couple of weird ones that exist, but for the most part, I fe- feel that a lot of them are just pretty standard Contra games. So, it's hard, it's hard to go wrong. It's hard to go wrong with a Contra game. That's right. Now, this, this, this is more Seiji, well, to everybody. So, last week, Seiji confessed something about how he cheated in uh, Clash of Clans or whatever it is that he did there. Some some mobile <laughs> nonsense. I have he mobile... cheated, did he? <laughs> no. I have mobile <laughs> nonsense to announce. I have been playing a mobile game willingly the last, like, four or five days. And Excellent. I've, really? I've been hooked. And I was playing it seconds before we started recording, and I hate myself for it. It's dirty. Uh, but I am playing Dragon Ball Token Battle. It's super fun, and it's a Dragon awesome. Ball Mobile. Yeah, and it's really cool. Look, it's it's a typical mobile thing with stamina and crap things I don't really like in games. But yeah. I haven't run into a problem where I've run out yet because I don't play for more than a few minutes at a time. Anyways, I recommend looking it up because it looks authentic and has actually really good music <laughs> for a mobile game, which is great. So wait, 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 wait. It right. looks authentic, but it's yeah. not. No, no. You. What I mean is, it looks like Dragon Ball. It like you. The battles play out. Because you know those games usually look kind of meh, but this yeah, uh, but, no, you'll you'll understand what I mean because it, it looks like frames from the anime. It's really really slick looking. Anyway, you you crowd you go across a, a grid or no not a grid you go across a map kind of a Mario Party style game where you basically you get three three random numbers appear at the bottom of your screen. You pick one to go through, and there's items and enemies on the board. When you fight an enemy, it pops up, and there's like a, a bunch of different colored spheres in a grid, and you have to tap one that matches your character's. Uh, and you have multi, you have a team of characters, and you have to match one that matches your character types. And there's there's a weakness system of like five types, and you know in a circle how one's weak to another, weak to another, blah blah blah. And you can also have link skills, and and it's actually the, the battle system is pretty decent. And I have to say it's kind of better than some of the console Dragon Ball games I've played. And yeah, I now, think it's really fun, super flashy. If if it wasn't Dragon Ball, would you be playing? Nope, it? wouldn't even touch okay. it. Okay. All right, but like yeah. now that you know the game mechanics, if eh. it wasn't Dragon Ball, would no, you still play not. it? I don't think okay. so. Oh, no, not, right. not because not because it's bad, but because I just don't like play mobile games. I just rather rather play something else. But because it's Dragon Ball, it's enough to keep me interested. And it's just a typical loop you're gonna expect. Like you you summon characters with in-game currency. It's actually it, everything about the game is super slick though, and it, and it nails Dragon Ball's feeling. If it was a different franchise, I don't think it would work as well. But like just the act of summoning a character has you have you swiped down for Goku to pull his Kamehameha and then release, and he, he shoots a giant meteor and the meteor explodes and you get your character's card. And okay, it's I see. actually quite see. Fu- it's yeah. quite fun. I recommend checking videos of the battles even if you don't play it. I don't really care if you play it or not, but just look at the way the battles play out. It's actually really really slick. Anyways, that's my so uh, is, dirty secret. Is that iOS and Android? Or? Yeah, I think it's both. Cool. I'm going to check that uh, it's, out. It's kind of fun. I like it. It's flashy. It's good. So that, that's my sadness, and I guess we can probably go on the news. that sound right? I don't know guys? why that's sad. No, it's, it's, sad? it's not sad. It's fun. It's fun. All right, so news, this is kind of a slow news week this week. Um, I was able to find an article about major retailer won't accept NES Classic pre-orders, and that's it. There's not really anything else that kind of happened this week, so don't really have anything else to talk about with news. We could probably just go right to our topic. Yeah, nothing nothing big happened this week. Is that what you... Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. think anything really yeah, happened. No, no, nothing big, eh? No. Sage, was there any like stupid little Nintendo news or anything that came out this week that you can think of? Yes. Oh, well, what, what's that? Well... It was quite a frustrating week because last week we were saying that Nintendo was really silent about their new console. And then Monday came and went, and then you have Tuesday, and then Wednesday comes. On Wednesday, right in the middle of the night, I think, Nintendo does one of its things, which is just like to have a really cryptic <laughs> tweet. <laughs> a, a little bit like Donald Trump, right? But not, not as blatant. 
<laughs> and so 4 4 a.m. Reggie fils he's trolling like Sega and stuff, and he's like tweeting tweeting things against people. And he's like, oh, I'll show Sega. Yo, we're, we're going to release the NX, and the rest of Nintendo's like, no, we're not ready to show anything. Let's put this together this really weird commercial and send it out. Like, that's what happened. <laughs> and then Nintendo tweets that uh, they're going to show something at 7 a.m. in the morning, you know, Pacific time, uh, 11 a.m. your time. Mm -hmm. and And the whole internet goes crazy. That's true. They did. I went crazy. I have to admit. I, I well, let's let's talk about the Nintendo NS, the Nintendo Switch, right? We switched the X to an S, and now we have the NS. <laughs> right, left. That seems to be about right. I don't even get the name yet, but like, <laughs> what's it? You're what's it switching? You're switching what's it the switching? controller. You're you're constantly switching the controller. <laughs> <laughs> and you switch from the living room to like okay. <laughs> so, people who were listening to us must have seen the trailer by now, so we can. Just I'm talk assuming about everyone it. has seen the trailer. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's talk about the trailer. So I, what I gather from this is that you're the average Nintendo player has a shit ton of really cool friends in their like mid twenties. They're all <laughs> super cool. You're going out playing basketball. You bring your Nintendo. You're going go. You're going go kart. So what do you do when you go? Real go karting, you bring Mario Kart and you sit on play, play Mario Kart on the way to go karts. And when you're there, yeah. and also you hang out on rooftops. Rooftop parties happen all the time. Hey, come over, bring bring your Mario over with you, and, <laughs> and you go chill on the roof. And also, when you're playing Splatoon with your friends, you you get a real piece of paper and you start <laughs> you start doing game plans. Yeah, like yeah, professional anyway. football player <laughs> yeah. style. Yeah. Anyways, I, I okay. I'm gonna make fun of the commercial, but I I loved I loved everything. I mean, I I'm a, I'm hyped as shit for the Nintendo Switch. So, what do you guys think of about the Switch? Let's start with Seiji. I liked it. I liked uh, the whole thing. Uh, I liked the trailer a whole lot. I watched it together with my wife, and my wife also liked it. That she actually, I was a little bit on the fence about buying it, but but my wife was like, I want. I, I want one like on day one, right? Wait, wait, so. wait, wait, wait! How are you on the fence of buying a new <laughs> Nintendo? Console? That was my exact thoughts as well. I I don't know what it is, right? So they showed a bunch of stuff, but mostly Wii U games. Yeah, so except for me, it's Mario. not about the games really. It's not about the console. I, I don't get that, that exci as excited for consoles as I do for games. But the, this console is interesting. So just a real quick recap: uh, Nintendo, it's it's pretty much everything that was rumored to be. Uh, it's a portable console. I mean, it's kind of a handheld, basically, that, that you dock, and then it shows up on your TV. Controllers slide off, or the uh, end pieces slide off, and you can connect them to make a tiny controller, two small, two even smaller controllers, or you can attach it to a, a middle device and make it a normal-sized controller, or you could just use a pro controller that they have with it. So the whole thing is you can bring it anywhere, and, and it's seamless, which is a pretty cool idea. Yeah, I find, I, I, I find I the know. mass amount of controllers kind of kind of confusing and slightly overwhelming because I didn't even get all the controllers because like they had like the tiny, but they had like these tiny ones as well. Like I just no I no they're all the same the controller. The only there's Are only they, two though? controllers. There's a pro controller that's just a controller like what we have now, yeah. and everything else is the Wii controllers that or not the Wii the NS controllers that connect to the ends. They connect to the ends and do different things together. You can you can use them as tiny separate controllers. You can use them as like a Wiimote nunchuck kind of scenario. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I saw. You can connect them to make a controller. Like they they just you switch what you do with the controllers. Oh, I don't know. I find the whole controller aspect of the the switch kind of weird. I, I think it'll be it'll pick up pretty fast. I don't know. So I mean, I'll tell you guys right now. I'm hyped as shit. I want I wanted that almost instantly. And I will make sure that I obtain it. And <laughs> it looks fun. I think it's cool. My PC Master Race friend, Sundary J, was hyped as shit. He's going to buy his first console in, like, the last 20 years. And he's really excited about it because it does something different that his PC doesn't. And, yeah, I don't know. He's excited for it, and I'm excited for it. And they did show a new Mario game in there. Yeah, that was the best part of the whole that thing. Was, that was my favorite part, too, just seeing... It looked a little bit Galaxy or 64 inspired. I don't know. I'm, I'm, oh, it looked I'm, it looked like Mario 64. Is it just gonna be like Mario Switch? Is that what just the naming scheme of their games is gonna be from now you think on? You'll we'll have, have like <laughs> Metroid Switch, Star Fox Switch. You I don't know, know. We'll just get all these they Switch did, games. They, they didn't do that for the Wii. It wasn't like well, okay, some of them were, but it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't like Mario Kart Wii. There we go. It was just Mario Kart Seven, no Eight, Mario Kart Eight. So it doesn't have to go that naming convention. But there was a lot we'll of see. U games. Blah blah U. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. You're so, so I think I think we'll get a lot of Switch games. 
Do you think it'll be a lot of games will have you going up and like, okay, now you have to remove this from the docking and play it there because we're switching it around on you for gameplay <laughs> reasons. <laughs> I'm going to miss the double screens, to be honest. You know, from, you from know, the yeah, like, 3DS. I, and... I, don't, I don't think I'm going to miss that. It was it was a fun thing to have in games, but I don't think I, I'm glad that they're kind of moving on though. I That's like kind of where I'm at. Menus on a different screen. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree. With, I'll agree stuff. with you on that. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a good use for it, but it's not something that's necessary. Like you know, we don't need another screen. Here's so. an argument I want to propose to you and Seiji: Is this a console or is it just another handheld? Well, I think it's both. Uh, I hope that Nintendo doesn't release another portable or another uh static home console i don't know how we're gonna call them now i don't think they I hope, will i think this I is hope it this is it although nintendo has uh come out and and said that they are going to release a, success, a successor to the 3ds i hope that it's only like a backup plan in case the switch doesn't do well and then they and then they'll just move to to handheld wait they said but that... i hope yeah oh yeah nintendo oh, uh came out and said well they, they were answering questions about is this is this this successor to both the Wii U and the 3DS? And they said no, this is a, a completely different thing, and the successor for the 3DS is gonna come out. Oh yeah, but they always much say that. Later. Like like the, the DS wasn't supposed to be a successor to Game Boy, and it wound up being Game Boy successor. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this kind of takes over both of them. Yeah, this is a little bit of a different idea though, because it is such a a meld between the two. So it could go either way. Um, obviously, I, I don't know how, who they were befooling when they say that the DS wouldn't replace the Game Boy. Um, that was so obviously what was going to happen. But it's less obvious when we're looking at the Switch because this is primarily, in my opinion, a console with handheld capabilities. But I would say it's much more of, of a console. <laughs> okay, so I have to something that I noticed. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this, is a, this is boner barrel talk. So is um is it me or is Nintendo getting a little heavy into BDSM lately? We have Pokemon S and M, and now the Nintendo Switch. I mean, some kinky stuff going on there. What's what's Switch? I don't, don't I don't get that. Ri- you don't know? No, what's I don't get. Oh. This is, I guess, I guess I'm been... not kinky enough. So. <laughs> I guess I've been scarred by the internet because you know Switch is like a person who he can be like like submissive or dominant. So I couldn't, okay. I couldn't help but think the entire time, like, what is this Nintendo Switch? So that's my warped. Hey, point. you're you're just bringing <laughs> your warped ideologies into yeah, Nintendo I, here, like, Rob. Your like your perverted ideas. It's like, it's like when you someone get, sees get that away from everywhere. wholesome Nintendo. <laughs> I can't. I can't. My mind's been tainted by the internet. I can't. It's like I can't see an anthropomorphic <laughs> character and not think furries. It's 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 terrible. I can't enjoy. Uh, I was. I had to. It was hard to enjoy Zootopia because of that. Although it was <laughs> it was a very good movie. Boner barrel over. Continue. <laughs> Nintendo. Seiji, you're so quiet today. Why are you so... What, what's, what's wrong? Are you not... You should be more excited. I thought he'd be, like, jumping yeah. from the roof with excitement. more excited than either of us. You don't seem uh, excited. I'm excited about the, the announcement. I think that is a positive thing. I like what they did with the, with the marketing. I think it was the right uh, thing to do. I like, I like most of what they showed. Uh, I like the style, like the, the music. I like the, the games they showed. Uh, the only thing is that for example, I have my Wii U, right? So I played a Splatoon. I know what Splatoon is. Uh, I hope that what they show new about Splatoon is going to also be released as DLC for the Wii U version. Mario Kart 8, the same thing. They have uh, like two items now. It seems like there's going to have some double dash thing going on there. Um, hopefully, again, if it, I don't think it's Mario Kart 9. I think it's Mario Kart 8. If anything, it's going to be a 8.5 and they might not release a DLC for, for Mario Kart eight on the Wii U, but I don't see why they shouldn't. Or They're gonna they abandon Wii U so fast. I mean the Wii U's already kinda yeah. abandoned. Yeah, I, I I can't imagine that they're going to put any of the content for the Switch onto the Wii U because I think I think what they're going to try to do is incentivize people to go out and get the Switch and then buy Mario Kart again and buy Splatoon again so that you will get to see these new features. I can't imagine you're going to get them on the Wii U. And to be fair, it will work. I'm going to buy them. <laughs> I, I, I think... Uh... They are going to release that content for Mario Kart 8 and uh, Splatoon. And if it's paid DLC, there's people that is not going to jump into a new console. So you could try to motivate them like that, or you can try to, to get uh, the support of your of your Wii U user base. As I said, I was on the fence. Like, uh, why would, would I buy Switch on day one if they're going to have Zelda 
Breath of the Wild on the Wii U, if I already have Splatoon and I already have Mario Kart 8. The new Mario game that they showed, I don't know if it still looked really prototypey. It looked very much like 3D, 3D World to me, probably running on the same engine. That's what I want Excuse to ask me? you guys is, do you, do you think this is going to be any more powerful than the Wii U? Maybe this will just be a portable Wii U, which actually still sounds pretty cool. But, I mean, do you think that this, this system... I mean, well, I guess they... Re- actually, no, that's a side note. They released the specs for the NVIDIA. Or NVIDIA talked about the yeah. specs they use in this thing. Uh, I'm not a very technical person. Do you know how that stacks up with everything else that's kind of in the industry right now, Seiji, by any chance? No, they didn't release any technical specs. They just came out saying that they, it, it was using their uh, Tegra uh, technology, which is a completely different technology from the Wii U. So it's a different platform there so it's scalable right like it's easier it would be easier for uh third parties to port their stuff to it right that is what people are saying there's a lot of rumors about a lot of ps4 games coming to the wii u because cool it's, it's more easily portable um problem with the wii u is that it's running on a completely different platform the switch or the wii u as the other a generation consoles okay hey, what, so, what generation is this is it then they're trying to start a new gen that is something that is is really interesting because this is actually as far as I can remember, the first time that this has happened in console, I mean, it happens all the time in handheld, but people really don't consider that. Like, the, yeah. you could say that the, the, the Game Boy, the original Game Boy, had different versions, right? The, the pocket, yep. the light, color, and you could say that it spanned, like, three console generations. But in consoles, this hasn't happened, so it's weird. Like, I don't think the Switch is a proper ninth-generation console, but it's definitely not a generation anymore well, here, here's what i think we kind of have an 8.5 generation coming we have the the microsoft uh, scorpion where the hell it's called we have the playstation pro and now we have the switch and it feels like they're all like half steps to the next generation and they're all coming out kind of around the same time frame so i don't think it's a new gen like you said but almost like an expansion to this one or or an 8 or 0.5 of a gen or something that is the the interesting part if it was just nintendo releasing a new console generation yeah it was it would have been this 8.5 but all the other competitors are jumping into this 8.5, which kind of makes it the ninth generation. In a way. Least, yeah. Or a small distance between the 8 and the ninth. But it's only like that because the jump between the 7th and the 8th was such a big step, right? And a, and a and long step. it lasted step. for like 10 years. Yeah, exactly. It was a very, very long gen. The longest, right? I would assume. Probably. Yeah, probably the longest. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited, though. I want it. I will. I, when as soon as I can pre-order it, I'm going to do so. Price points pretty good. Or do they two ninety nine? I think they said two ninety nine, didn't they? Not in the commercial. Was it confirmed elsewhere? No, I thought I saw somewhere that it was two ninety nine, but that it's may all not be speculation. Right. Um, there's oh, okay. no, there's no official price point. Um, two ninety nine would be a really good price. I assume that's it's what probably going to be a little bit expensive because of what the the investment firm uh, that I mentioned last uh, week. Uh, was fearing that they it was going to be more like three fifty, mm. and in Canadian and in Canadian, of course, it'll be even more for us. So hooray! Yeah, I was see, I was hoping around a three twenty nine or something like that price point for us. It kind of we'll see if it. I don't know, man. I think they kind of have to go a bit cheaper. I don't think they can be more than they certainly can't be more than the current stuff, and they should be a bit cheaper than like the PS four and Xbox. I just don't think this has enough oomph to to warrant people spending five hundred bucks or more on on it. Which is kind of funny, given that the PlayStation VR is like twice the cost of a. Of a yeah, console, really. Which is insane. Although I am interested in trying it. P P two likes the uh, the uh, he likes the VR because he wants to wear a TV on his face, which I've always thought was kind of funny. I like that. He likes to wear TVs on his he face. Wants, he wants to wear a TV on his face. That's why he doesn't care about VR for the actual VR part. He just wants it so that he can basically have his vision be a giant TV and play his game. So so you can like lay down and yeah, be like just, ultimate ultimate lazy mode while playing a video game yeah, or something. Yeah, you just see like it's like having the TV just fitting your eye for eyes yeah. eyes perfectly. Yeah, I can I can see yeah, the appeal to that. that. Too, opposed to VR, as as you know, I'm not really pro VR, but I can I can agree with <laughs> fitting a TV on your face. That's because you think VR is only when you're jacked into a program like a yeah, matrix scenario. <laughs> that's what I mean. So when I'm not happy with with what VR is today, so <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I gotta say I'm, I'm a little disappointed, Sage. I just expected like you to be celebrating the most, and here I'm I, shocked. I'm carrying it. I'm carrying the hype. Well, I'm shocked that Seiji said, you know, I might not get one. Like, Seiji's already, like, not wanting to get 
um, a PS4. So I figured he would, and he he already mentioned that he would consider getting a second Wii U. But that's changed but, over time. But the Maybe Switch all of a sudden closer. does not entice him at all. But I can see his motivations because right now all we're seeing are games that we already yeah. can play. So. As I said, I, I don't know what a console has to have in order for me to get really excited. I, I get excited about games. Yeah. So what they showed regarding games, there's nothing really new in there. Like, no, you're there, right. There's new content for games that I that I already seen. Uh, I already seen Zelda. I think Zelda is great, and I will get it for the Wii U to get my collection. So there's that. Uh, like getting a new console is a big deal. It, it's a big commitment. I think I, I I see it as such. Right. So you're mature. Unless uh, unless Nintendo <laughs> Nintendo shows something that is really mind blowing in the next uh, months, which they won't because. They said that they're not going to make any other official announcement until next year. And I don't know when that's going to be, like... Fe- the week February of 25th or something. The week they release or something, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sad because, to, for me, it's like, oh, Nintendo, new console. Okay, I'll buy it. I don't even... I'm I'm one of their, their brainless uh, zombie players who just buys everything and just goes with it. I've never regretted it, though. I know people have said they regretted the Wii U, but I, I love the Wii U. I yeah, I never regretted my my Wii U. See, I like I don't know why you're not more excited for the Mario Switch or Mario 64 or whatever <laughs> the hell that game is, but I think that looks really go- cool and you said that it just looks like Mario 3D World. I do not see that at no, all I see like 64. to me. Yeah, I see Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy. I see, I'm seeing a revival of those types of Mario games, which were, in my opinion, some of the best Mario games. Um, so that's, to me, that's the most exciting part about the Switch is to see uh, a revival of these older Mario, well, I guess they're not old Mario games, but th- that type of Mario the game, the Mario. 3D, yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to see that happen because I don't, I can't see that as 3D world at, world at all. Like I don't know how you even came to that conclusion. Well, there's some similarities. Let's not let's not say it's so much a jump that it, it's not something you can't see. I can see it, but to me it looks well because 3D world was kind of a weird multiplayer, not quite 3D, but definitely not 2D. Yeah, exactly. Floating above you view. This one is behind the Mario viewpoint so it feels more like a traditional 3d platforming yeah game, that, that's which my is great well. i want that i love galaxy and i've been recently playing mario 64 actually on my 64 because i've never beat it and i've been just picking around picking at it every once in a while and it's a really it, man that game is really fun even though it's so old oh, i'm man. really it's a I it's really a great like it. game and i have no nostalgia a, for it directly and i'm still enjoying it quite a bit the new mario trailer five seconds that they showed <laughs> yeah as far as i remember that. they showed two levels one level is this Americanized Mexican stage. I like that you added the Americanized. That's perfect because that's exactly what it is. Or um, or a, Jap- yeah, a Japanese and there's people with big hats, right? It's a Japanese so, and not Japanese Americanized that, Mexican. Village. That doesn't seem like 3D world, but it also doesn't seem like anything, right? It could it's be like new a though. Town and and it's like the, the there's not a lot of detail in there about what you can do in terms of gameplay because Mario's jumping but there's no platform because it's all ground so in that sense that doesn't look like 3D World but the next stage they show where uh, the bullet bill is flying and Mm -hmm. there's this like uh, really narrow spaces that looks exactly like 3D World that is that is the the level design philosophy of 3D World. Yeah, that's what I've seen. I'll grant you that. The other part I I wouldn't consider even gameplay uh, mode that's that's the part that really seemed super prototypey to me. Is like yeah. they put some some pink floor and some buildings, some generic <laughs> uh, stuff, and Mario isn't doing any. I mean, it's jumping, but it's not like jumping to get to a platform or, or anything. And in the next scene, which doesn't seem so prototypey. It seems very 3D world, maybe with a yeah. lower camera, but yeah. Well, I think I think to me it's it's the camera angle that's really selling it for me, which is really weird to say out loud because you're just like, oh man, that camera angle is really doing it for me. No, it changes um, the but way to play a game. A first and a third it really, person. It really does. Are very yeah. different games, right? You're so all, I don't know. I feel different. I feel excited for the Switch just based on that, and is like I said, like we'll see those types of Mario games again. I agree with Aj that like you know I'm not I'm not too super excited to see you know oh a 
new Mario Kart 8? Like what? What's this for? That's good. Oh, I'll I'll play it, but you know, I'm not I don't want to buy a console just for that reason. But once again, we'll see cuz like I'm kind of on this weird fence that if they have the DLC for Splatoon and for Mario Kart 8 available for Wii U, you know, will I want to just put my money towards that or am I just going to put it towards the Switch so that I can get this new Mario game? So, I'm kind of I'm kind of like being torn apart by Nintendo right now. So, you know, and that's the thing. In my opinion, they don't give you enough reasons. Now, the Switch is a successor to the Wii U. How is a better Wii U? How it's a console experience that you can take with you, right? But the other part is the 3DS. Now, the 3DS is a, it's it's a portable. It's already portable, but it has some experiences that the console version doesn't give you, especially in terms of games. For example, the Animal Crossing series has a predominantly a handheld uh, series, and also Pokemon. So I would have been really excited if they would have shown that the successor to Sun and Moon, which doesn't make any sense, I know, because Sun and Moon hasn't even been released. But if Pokemon is going to be in this console, Animal Crossing is going to be here. If they show something more casual to something like like Picross or people using the the screen as a touchscreen, which we don't know, we don't even know if it's a touchscreen, and also people playing Super Mario Run or some mobile game, so then I will be more excited because now I know that this platform is really a combination of all the platforms that there are out there. You you have you, you have your high end uh, console experience, you have a handheld experience, and you have a mobile experience all in one device. Then I would have been more excited. But right now I have more questions than than really reasons to be excited. I'm really happy that that I can tell you. I, I'm I'm very happy that Nintendo has finally released this thing, and now we can speculate more on a more solid basis. But in terms of games, is it's not there yet for me. I, yeah, I really, I no, really I agree. Say, I agree. I, I was gonna. I want to say you you touched on something I, I was about to say before you said it, which was um, like Pokemon and traditionally handheld games. Are they finally gonna get that console look that like people have wanted a full on Pokemon RPG, like a proper RPG for pretty much since I was a kid. Are we finally gonna get to the point where we're actually gonna get that and not not it be a spinoff like you know Pokemon Coliseum is pretty fun but it was just a spinoff weird game. Are we gonna get you know Pokemon Switch? I don't know Pokemon Switch Blue and Pokemon <laughs> Switch Red. <laughs> I, I don't See, know, that... and, and like we definitely, not only us, but it was very speculated in general how people were saying that this is going to be, you know, a true mobile platform and, you know, you'll be able to play Pokemon Go on your, you that, know, yeah. NX or Switch. But I, I can't imagine that's going to be the case because I really, really figured that on that three and a half minute teaser that they showed us, they would have showed someone either playing Pokemon Go or... Or the Mario Infinite Runner game. It's like I said to Seiji. I did not see any any indication that it's touchscreen. Although I think I read yeah. somewhere that that there is a rumored like ten point touchscreen. So I can't verify that. I remember reading it not too long ago. So uh, yeah, assuming, I read similar things. Assuming they have the touchscreen, then I would be I would be shocked if they did not have Mario Run whatever on there. Well, I really thought they would have showcased it, um, especially with the popularity of Pokemon Go and the popular, excitement though? over it the Mario popular. Run. It, 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 it has declined. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with that, but it's still out there. So I, you figured that they would show it, and the new Super Mario Run game is also being pretty, you know, looked at by people as well. So I really would have thought they would have... Uh, but- um, put one of those games into the trailer at least for just five seconds yeah but maybe they didn't do that because they don't want to associate this with mobile and get a bunch of butthurt gamers being upset like i don't want mobile on my console but maybe that was a, a smart when when has game. nintendo ever cared about butthurt <laughs> yeah, gamers that's though a good point they don't they do what they want and then people like me buy it because i just said i would exactly. buy it and i didn't even think about it it's <laughs> terrible but to be fair if sony was like we're releasing a new console i'd be like cool i'm gonna buy that next year i wouldn't even <laughs> so i don't know no, I'm just don't even need to boy. think about it I'm a fanboy for games. I can't help. You're it. just it's a game, yeah. You're, you're not not specific to anything either. Just I video like, games in I general. Like and if if Xbox gave me some games that weren't available on PS4 that made me really want it, then I would have one of those too. Well, and the thing with Xbox too is you can just get it for PC now. Yeah, that's it's, thing. Almost, like, all it's of redundant. The, I don't even. Yeah, I mean, you keep, I keep forgetting that. If I like, I have Ori and the Blind Forest for PC. I'll play that at some point. That's the only so, game I really yeah. Also, I'm really happy for the return of cartridges to yeah. console. Although yes, they seem yes. like the 3DS cartridges, which is they, they, they look exactly that, like a 3DS. No, cartridges. no, they're fat. They're fatter 3DS cartridges. Yeah, yeah that, that that part's cool. Because I just hate discs. I hate them. I like they have too. no charm. This, you, I agree. And also, it's easier to switch a cart than it is to get up and eject a disc. So for the laziness factor, uh, I, I think I will like that more, too. 
And I, I always felt like there's more that could go wrong with the disc. The disc could get scratched simply and easily. Yeah, and, you know, I'm not that. saying you can't step on a cartridge and, and destroy it, but I feel like there's less of a chance of, of doing that than, you know, just a slight mix-up of the disc and then it hits the edge of something and yeah. then it's ruined. No, and then it's and destroyed. They are, technically, discs <laughs> are so slow. Oh, my uh, God, yes. In the, in the modern sense, they know that they're so, so slow as to be an, an obstacle to a good game experience. So in both the PS4 and, and Xbox, I think, discs are just there for download the game, I think, right. or something like that. Yeah. So I, I am well, I know what... you missed out on the on the PlayStation generation, Seiji, but that was the generation of, of loading screens. Kind of get used to it. I'm not loading screens. <laughs> I'm curious to how much memory capacity these carts are going to have. Like, will they will they be com- comparable? Because I, I also heard, and like, I don't think Nintendo hasn't said it, but you know, 32 gig hard drive again. Like that's so small. It's not enough. Ooh, but that's tiny. If if all the games are cartridge based, and I guess you don't have to worry about. Because what this one of the small downsides to PlayStation 4 is, I have to install pretty much every game, and that's a little bit of a pain. But they buy. they give you a ton of space on the PS4. Yeah, yeah. Though. Well, yeah, exactly. 500 for the old model and, and a terabyte for the new one. So that's quite yeah. a bit space but you know that's that's yeah. a little bit of annoyance whereas you know with the 3ds i pop a game and i'm playing it which is always nice yeah well one thing that annoys me with the 3ds is i actually just uh did the pokemon sun moon demo and how they, they're they're blocks you know they don't really have like this sort of uni- universal um, memory storage oh, information yeah. on, on the 3ds how they use these random blocks and i'm like i have no idea how much space is in a block you have 26 blocks um, that's that's very descriptive <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, did you guys both play the Sun Moon demo? Hell yeah, man. Of course. Uh, no, yeah. I haven't. So one thing that I, I really like about it is that it seems that like they have these timed events in the demo because you, you're talking to people and they'll be like, oh, I'm waiting for this guy to show up in five days or in 18 days. Yeah. This is going to happen. So it's incentivizing people to come back and I'm assuming you're going to get rewards to carry over to Sun Moon. For our so. listeners out there, the next date is October 23rd and then October Bam. 30th, November 5th, November 11th and November 17th or 18th. There we go. So That's awesome. Go. That's super helpful, Rob. Thank you. Some, someone, I guess, put all the rewards, but I'm not going to click on that. I want to be surprised. Yeah, okay. Yes, I got I got a nugget. Yeah, and, and pretty something wings. Something else. Ten pretty wings. What? You get, if you talk to the girl two days ago, I think it was, you get ten, or a guy in front of the Pokemon Center on uh, two, the day after the, the, the first day it came out, you get ten pretty wings that you can bring over. Pretty wings? What are mm-hmm. pretty wings? I don't remember their function. Okay. Some, something. I think something. I did get something, but I didn't know what it was. Maybe that's what it was. It's pretty cool. Liking it so far? Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of bummed out on uh, you don't really get to see many new Pokemon. That's okay, the only new though. Pokemon, Rockruff and Pikipek and Young Goose are the only new ones we've seen so far. Oh, so. have you guys seen the Mimikyu song that they put out? I have not. Uh, it's like 30 seconds long. It's kind of depressing. And since you guys haven't seen it, we can talk about it next time. But basically, it's like Mimikyu's in-character song about how it wants to be Pikachu and how, you know, it's, it's not a monster and that it wants friends. It's kind of, it's kind of adorable. I really recommend it. It's kind of sad. It sounds it tragic. Yeah. Up next, Costume Quest. Halloween, basically, the month of Halloween, and because of that, I suggested that we play Costume Quest 2. Yeah, Selfishly, you this last year, because, I believe, yes. but we never played it. Right, so. and I, I picked two because I had played one already years ago, and to me, they're basically interchangeable. But, Seiji the Rebel, so he played one, so we're just going to talk about both of them, and uh, which is fine because they're pretty pretty much the same in terms of gameplay and stuff. But just off top of the, off top of the cuff, just a real quick dev info so people know... About it, Costume Quest 1, developed by Double Fine, published by Double Fine and THQ, came out for PC, Mac, PS3, 360, PlayStation, Android, released October 19th, 2010, and Costume Quest 2, 
also developed by Double Fine, published by Midnight City and Majesco. Came out for Windows, OS X, PS3, PS4, 360, Expo, and Wii U, and was released October 2014. So, uh, off top, what do you guys think of the game just before we get into it? Did you guys enjoy your experiences playing it? <laughs> so, I played Custom Quest 1. I didn't finish it, but I enjoyed it a lot. Awesome. I think it's a very charming game. Yeah. Uh, I think it's very beautiful. I, I loved it, yeah. I'm really surprised and, and, and happy to hear you say that. I didn't think you'd hate it or anything, but I, I didn't expect you to have more of that such a positive experience. And we'll get into that, and that's really great to hear. What was your first impressions, Lev? At first, you know, I definitely enjoyed it. I I, ra- I ended up finding it rather simple. Mm-hmm. It's just not a whole lot of depth, depth to the game mechanics. Um, so it's it's an RPG, but it's a very entry-level RPG. It's kind of like an RPG for people who don't play many RPGs. I would call it an adventure game slash RPG genre. Yeah, so that, a lot, that's a, lot a little more accurate. A lot of exploring and talking yeah. and, and gathering information and, sub- and solving simple puzzles. And then the battle system is an RPG system. So yeah, yeah. let's tackle the gameplay first. I made some notes, but you know, if I miss anything, let me know. We'll, we'll just talk about them. Um, so Costume Quest, of course, is a Halloween-centered game. It takes place on Halloween, kind of. In the second game, it's kind of all over the place in terms of time. But it's usually around Halloween. So I think we can all agree that this is like a really good Halloween game. It really kind of captures, I mean, especially the first one, captures the spirit of kind of being a kid on Halloween and dressing up and make, making believe and, and that kind of thing. And like Halloween... It's, it's perfect. Yeah, exactly. And like Halloween, it's all about the costumes. So in this game, you... Uh, and during the game, there's RPG battles. Your, your, your typical turn-based battle with some time-based mechanics. So kind of a Super Mario RPG kind of battle system, but a little more simple. And you, uh, your costumes is your character's class and your stats and their abilities. And so each game has their own costumes, and we can talk about the costumes in a bit. But basically, you're, and they have field abilities too. So you're switching costumes so you can do stuff in the game. So, you know, if you're stuck at a certain area, maybe you need to put the Jefferson costume on to use diplomacy to get past a... A stubborn guard, or uh, well, or use a ghost costume to get to phase through bars and, and etc. And in battle, they have their own moves. So other than that, it's kind of a fixed camera angle, right? It didn't, it doesn't uh, rotate. You don't rotate it. Yeah, it's all it's yeah. all fixed. Yeah. So fixed camera angle. Your character's running around exploring a 3D environment. Uh, the game, each game does feature trick or treating. Specifically, you have to go door to door. Yeah, and see, when I was first playing, I played Costume Quest 2, and that was, like, the very beginning, well, not the very beginning, but after you kind of start, and then it's just like, we need you to trick-or-treat at all these houses, (laughs) and I'm like, okay, is that really all this game is going to be, is just me going to houses, trick-or-treating, 50% chance of a fight, (laughs) and then move on to another town, and then repeat, but that wasn't the whole game, um, which which was good, because I thought that's literally all I was going to be doing. So, I haven't played the first one in a long time so sage you'll have to update us that but both games have uh, an item system in the second game it uses creepy cards and the first game is stamps right sagey uh yep yeah and those are your items basically they let you do stuff in battle like heal or or sometimes they'll make all your attacks do fire damage and there's a whole bunch of they do different things and the cards basically i never used the cards i use them at the beat the game i used them in the last boss fight but that was the only time i used the cards yeah, they're stat boosters, yeah. Yeah, uh, I like the cards. I found them very useful in tough fights. Then there is, and to be fair, there is some tough fights in this game because you can't really grind in this game. Uh, I mean, you can do a little extra fights and get a little bit higher, but I, th- I don't know what the max level is, but I have a feeling it's 10 levels and it's, yeah. it's not hard to make. Uh, and, and candy is your currency in this game as well. You have a bag that you can upgrade, and then you're collecting candy from either trick-or-treating or from bashing And you could, you could also eat your currency yes, to heal yourself, which I used which is a kind of lot, weird. actually, in the so last chapter. I was super hesitant at first because I was like, oh, I don't want to waste my candy on yeah. healing myself when there's health fountains everywhere. But by the end, once I had all the upgrades and I didn't really care about buying cards, I was like, whatever, it was a good I don't time care. Because I would be like, yeah. I would finish a fight, and I, and I never wanted to go into fight damage in the last chapter because I found the enemy a little bit tougher like I, I did get game over a couple times or you know you don't get game over you, you basically reload but yeah uh, did the first game say I don't I know you didn't beat it but do you remember if there was costume upgrades in the first game no I don't remember that and also I don't remember anything like what you guys were saying about the health in custom quest one mm-hmm. you finish a battle and then the next battle you're all healed up okay yeah in oh, this one wow. you're not that's, so see that's even simpler that's so simple yeah yeah, yeah, it is actually. In the second one, your your HP carries over. So if you uh, 
So you have to heal, or so they, so they must have made it a little bit tougher in the second one, I think. And there is costume upgrades in the second game. You buy an item from the the shady dealer. I think his name is Shady. You buy yeah. an item for him, and basically, it will upgrade your characters, your costumes, looks, and also abilities, which is pretty yeah. cool. That, I really like that a lot. It was it, the upgrades was probably my my favorite part of the I game. I liked it. Yeah. Was just getting the upgrade, kind of seeing how it applied itself in battle and stuff like that. It was cool. I liked the upgrades. So a few more things about the battle system that I can remember is. Um, three characters at a time. You might, you may or may not have more than three characters in your party. I don't remember if the first one did, but in the second one, you only ever had three, anyways. Um, there is a special meter that charges up in the second game. There's a special meter that charges up, and that once it charges up per, per each individual character, you could do like a super move. And um, there's a combo system in the second game. So when you you attack a character, and then a, like a Legend of Dragoon kind of styled timer would, would come up, and if you hit it in time, you would do a second attack. And you also have that same timer so you could do extra damage. And same, you can counter and block as well. So if they're about to hit you, you would hit that character's corresponding button to reduce damage. Which, you make, it kept the battles interesting, to be honest, as opposed to just the standard, you know, hit and back and forth kind of trade damage. Yeah. The, the problem that this game had, though, is that it introduced these sorts of interesting mechanics like additional timed attacks and blocks. But the problem was is that none of those were actually necessary to play through the game. The game was a lot easier than the mechanics that were giving you. So, like, personally, uh, the triple timed attack and the block never used once. Really? Myself, I used the, the, whole, the whole game constantly. I didn't, I didn't even unlock it until the last Man. boss because I just didn't bother. Um, because you don't need it. I, so it's I just like they agree. give like, you I... a lot to work with, but you don't need as much as they give you. I felt like they, they, need, they should have ramped the difficulty up accordingly so that you required to block every once in a while. But nothing, nothing made me ever feel like I had to block. I had, well, I never, I blocked all the time. I, I had, there were enemies that just, just taxed me, like in terms of my health and shit. Maybe with my composition, my team composition wasn't good. I, I never, almost never used a healer in the game, so that maybe that was part no. of the problem. But I, I was always, you know, using those and trying to get the battles done a bit quicker because I'd be running out of health and not healing. So for me, I found them quite useful. And oh, another thing is that there's kind of a rock, paper, scissors thing going on in the second game, maybe the first two. There's magic, monster, and tech. And like any, and like rock, paper, scissors, of course, they, they cancel and counter each other. And so, you know, kind and of beast. Backfill. Is there Beast one of them too? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I forgot that. I thought that was Monster. Oh, maybe it was Monster. I thought there was more than three, though. And then again, in the maybe second there was game, only three. I think there's three. In the second game, there's right. different roles for the costume, like a resurrection, healing, defense, etc. So you could kind of arrange the party in whatever. I hated. Like. I hated the candy corn costume. Oh my god! It's hilarious. At, at the at the it was hilarious, but at the beginning of the game. I didn't realize what it was for, but <laughs> but the candy corn costume is like a tanking costume where you taunt enemies yeah. and you have like reduced damage and stuff like that. But at first, when you have your characters and you only have two costumes, the superhero costume and the candy corn costume, and one of them is wearing the candy corn costume, and I'm like, why aren't you attacking? You're completely <laughs> useless. So, but it wasn't until later that I kind of realized that it had a purpose. It was just the tanking costume, and it was but I never used okay. it because I didn't bother. But how Earthbound did that costume? feel like this the, the, like the little things that would pop above its head yeah yeah like candy i corn's agree not interested I, yeah. in battle right now candy, yeah, candy yeah. corn notices you but it's not paying attention it just had like <laughs> there, there was a lot of lines that candy corn had i thought i didn't use it very long but i thought it was hilarious yeah that's a good point i, I candy corn was the only one i didn't upgrade and i kind of wish really? i did just just strike. to see what it looks like it has a chocolate stripe on it Ooh, fancy <laughs> delicious so sage we'll, we'll talk about experiences and stuff in, in a moment we pretty much covered all the gameplay stuff um, real quick, is there any? Co let's talk about costumes, and then we can talk about our general experiences. Um, oh, and one other thing before that, just locations, real quick. In the second game, it has you going back in time and into the future. So you go back. You're all in the same city, but kind of like if you go back far enough, it's a swampy. Uh, I don't know. Feels like New Orleans or something. And then yeah, that's why I had Left 4 Dead feel because Left 4 Dead 2 is all in like New Orleans. So this was a very similar vibe. Yeah, in the Bayou and yeah, stuff. exactly. And then and then you go into the far future in a dystopian place where Halloween has been banned because the, this crazy dentist, Dr. Orell, yeah. went crazy yeah. and oral. The, the, the dentistry puns on that guy <laughs> was ridiculous, too. And in the first game, you, you start off in a really cool, like a, like a regular neighborhood with its charm, 
And then I believe you go to, where do you go after that, Seiji? For the first thing is like the, the town and then there's a graveyard and then there's the mall. Yes. That, that's how far as I got. And that, you got to the last stage. The mall is the last area. There's only three areas in each one, each game. Oh, okay. Did you like any costumes? What were your favorites? What What do you remember them, them having in the first one? Well, you start with the robot costume. Yeah, I like that costume. And I like that a lot. It looks pretty cool. And it's also really useful in exploration mode because you can go really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really reminiscent of the bicycle in Pokemon, and you kind of like move kind of like that. Right. It feels like that. And then there's the knight costume, which the your helper character is wearing, and that you have like a like a trash bin lid, <laughs> yeah. and it helps you whenever there's there's something that is falling. There, there's a like water falling, and there's a squirrel in, on a tree, and then there's like uh, debris falling from a construction site. You can use that to go through. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, there's a Statue of Liberty a costume yep. that helps you get into a patriotic party of sorts. <laughs> and then there's a really cool uh, Space Guy costume. I think they call it a Space Warrior costume. And you have like a lightsaber and you can use it to, to go through dark areas. So it's kind of reminiscent of, of Pokemon. Yeah, I see uh, that now. How you use those costumes. I like that the, your abilities were linked to, to the costumes. Oh, and yeah, I, think it was, I think it was really well done. Worth noting that when you go into the battle, I, I didn't mention, uh, the kids are wearing these dorky-looking costumes, but when you're in battle mode, they're, like, giant, like, crazy versions. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. They, pretty great. They actually are, like, crazy-looking superheroes yeah. or a knight or whatever the case may be. And the battle stage is always, like, a tiny city in the background as they're fighting, like, giant kaiju. Yeah. Um, so, costumes in the second game. Uh, I have them all. I'll run through them real quick, and just, we'll just talk about ones that we like left. In the first, in the second game, there's candy corn, clown costume. Superhero, Pterodactyl, Jefferson, Wizard, Wolfman, Pharaoh, Ghost, Hot Dog, Robot, uh, and Solar System. I don't remember its name. Solar yeah, Zero, so like that. off the yeah. So I didn't get the Wolf costume, and I didn't get the Solar System. You didn't costume. get the Wolfman costume? No, oh, no, I couldn't find him because okay. there's, there's a quest to like fo- follow his footprints. Yeah, and I did, and then they just stopped, and then I didn't know where to go. That one took me a while to get. So honestly, I, I, I was getting so I couldn't couldn't get that one. It's pretty. It's a, he was a damage over time character. When you when he would attack, he would put debuffs on them, and they would take damage. Oh, okay, that's cool because that was kind of the one class they were missing. So yeah, he's pretty cool. That's good. Um, well, I guess I I used a superhero almost the entire game because it was powerful. But I, I had to equip it to a girl character because the the default superhero guy looked like the stupidest character. And like he I looked like Mister Incredible from The Incredibles. Oh, no, Mister Incredible kinda, looks good. This guy had a do. Just a dumb-looking head. I couldn't look at him. I was like, he had like the chiseled chin oh, and stuff. He was the typical like, no, like cartoony superhero. Oh, I hated it. The girl was, I didn't have was a problem way with better. It. I could not look at that character. I didn't have a problem it was with it. it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I use most like my favorite one that I use the whole game for battle, especially yeah. was Thomas Jefferson. I used him too. Um, He's great. Thomas Jefferson was probably my favorite to use. He was also the only one that was good against like mechanical units or whatever they yeah, were. Tech. He was um, strong. So tech, yeah. So I liked him usually for that reason. Although I I didn't really care for his out of battle oh, ability where he would diplomacy. Yeah. It was useful in like very specific areas, but it wasn't something you could really use. Now, one thing that that Seiji kind of mentioned because I didn't play the first one, I just played the the costume quest too. But in the first one, you can push a button so that your characters they kind of run, but they like glide. I don't know what the the story behind that is. So, did you need a costume in the first one in order to like run or like bicycle as you kind of called it? Yeah, you could only like move faster with a robot costume because you have like wheels so you're like okay yeah in the sequel you could just push a button to move faster so you didn't need a costume to do that um yeah so i kind of i think i think that the first one the out of combat abilities seem a lot more interesting than the sequel uh, the wizard costume in the second one, which also acted like the space warrior in his, where you would light yeah, up areas. Just a that light. one had uh, built-in multi-attack, or sorry, uh, AOE attack, which was pretty cool. So I used as him did, for a while. Well, as did my second favorite costume, hot which dog? was just a hot dog. So you, you think <laughs> you think it's a hot dog. So you're kind of like, oh, I wonder how this is going to look. Because as we kind of mentioned, you know, when you go into battle, they, they're wearing these silly costumes, but then they kind of take on that persona full on in battle. Before, you're like, okay, so before how you, effective is a hot dog? Before you tell them what it actually is, I want to know what you thought it would be before you, when you equipped it. And like, I wonder what this is going to be. 
You know, I thought it was just going to be a hot dog attacking people with (laughs) ketchup, mustard, and relish. And I wasn't incredibly far off, but in reality, instead of a hot dog, you were a Cerberus. So you were a hot dog with three heads, and each head would spew ketchup, mustard, and relish. And it was barking and wagging its tail. It was like three hot dog heads. I thought it was going to be like a dude in a mascot costume or something. That's what what I was expecting, too. Um, So they really made that one look really cool. um, unfortunately, you didn't get it to like that yeah. very end of the game. And he's not um, good for the so last battle either. No, he's horrible for the last fight. Um, so you pretty much had to swap him out for the wizard at the last fight. The big secret carrot costume in this one has you doing some time travel where you get a seed, you go back in time, plant a seed, it becomes a tree. Then you go into the future, you do another thing, and then you get a super tree. And then you climb this tree, and the tree goes into space. So when you get to the top of the tree and look out, you actually see Earth way in the distance, and this tree is like... Because <laughs> it takes like a minute to climb the top. And you go out in this branch, and you get the uh, the solar hero or whatever. Basically, when you turn in the battle, you are a solar system. So you have like a sun, planets and stuff, and you attack with these like either missiles or planets. I can't remember what it was. And uh, I used that in the last fight because it was pretty powerful. But it was it was a it was a really over the top costume, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it sounds like it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I missed it. I knew I saw. I was looking at the achievements on Steam, and there was like uh, the solar system and the Wolfman that I missed. You guys so. both played them on Steam. Yeah, yeah. I, I play. I played the first one on Steam, but I played this one on Wii U, which uh, I don't know, it was fine. I like. I, like I played with a controller, which was a lot better. I wouldn't yeah. have wanted to play with the keyboard. Time attacks on a keyboard was weird. And then I switched well, my controller, and yeah. it got a lot better. I'm sure I, I play with a controller with an Xbox controller that I have, and I, I think the the Xbox uh, 360 controller is a beautiful controller. It's good uh, controller. It feels really well. Yeah. The only problem that I have is that the A and B buttons are not in the order that I'm used to. Same with <laughs> with X and Y. So I was failing a lot of the quick time. Um, Just hitting the wrong quick, button. Yeah. So hit hit yeah. B and I will hit A and hit X and I will hit Y and things like that. That was a little bit frustrating, but yeah, which I, I, I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, I, I like the Xbox controller as, as well. It is pretty good. The Wii U controller was fine too. Bottom screen was not utilized at all. But, you know, that's just, just yeah, the way. I wouldn't imagine. The way it goes with those things. But uh, overall, pretty good game. I liked it. Um, it was fun. I, I personally have this weird phobia of dentists <laughs> and as the dentist was the enemy in the second game who you had to thwart it made me feel good it was like overcoming my dentist phobia so oh so that was it's good it's some exposure th- therapy for you yeah for so me now, it when was, you go to the dentist was, you could dress up in a costume and maybe you'll feel a little bit better there we go it. yeah i'm just like i'm just following my boy ren so <laughs> the boy your boy ren oh that's another thing you get to choose between which sibling you want to play wait wait, wait, no wait which one was ren? was ren ren well, was ren the, the guy. girl Ren was the guy? Okay, good, good. Uh, that's what I thought. Yeah, uh, Ren, I think Ren is the guy. Anyways, you, in the, in the, <laughs> you, get to, you get to choose which one you play as, which is always... In the first game, you're rescuing your sibling. Uh, so, you know, at least you get to play as, as either the girl or the boy, so that's nice. And then the second one, they're both in your party, but you play as... What, you pick which one you want to be your, your lead And character. then you just kind of... And throughout the different levels, you'll just kind of swap out. You First, you have... <laughs> some redneck um alligator <laughs> farmer guy who's yeah. your your partner and then it's your buddy's daughter and then it's ooh spoiler i don't want to say who the third one is i don't oh right in case you yeah. play it in case someone it's, yeah, it's a big right. it's a big spoiler who the third one yeah, is yeah we, so we don't want we don't want to we want to ruin yeah. that. we want to ruin halloween <laughs> for someone <laughs> exactly cuz i think next year everybody should play uh, this game for halloween and enjoy it's their good. life it's yeah I thought oh, damage it, of course, and I especially thought the okay. first game captured the the spirit of being a kid on Halloween. I really, I really liked it for that reason. So let let us do the damage, the damaging. Right. I'll go first. All right, left, do it up. So, so I I did enjoy the game. Um, it's definitely a simple game in terms of its depth, especially with the second one. I didn't, especially after hearing out of with some of the out of combat abilities that the costumes had in the first one i kind of feel like the second one was a little lacking in that regard but i really i'm glad that they at least mixed up the costumes and just give you repeat costumes oh, a, which would have been really bad that's a good point we're damaging well, let's damage the series since we're doing two different games yeah I so as a whole they, costume quest since as a whole, yeah, yeah, as a whole. Yeah. okay um, they are very similar ooh, to be, be honest that's gonna be a little tougher though so i like once again defeating a dentist made me feel yeah. good <laughs> um so i kind of like the therapeutic atmosphere that i got from that um but but ultimately i found the gameplay just really simple um you know i like rpgs but 
after playing this for like two hours, I was just like, I'm, I miss items, you know, I miss having equipment. And, you have items. You know, all I was doing. You don't really you have, do have items. items. You, you, you have those cards, which barely count. No, you don't there's, have, there's like, like five pages of cards, see, and they all do different things. In, but here's here's my biggest problem with the cards is that the way the cards worked is that they would have a cooldown in yeah. terms of battle. So you use a card and then two, three battles later, depending on the card, you could use it again. Yes. But as you already mentioned, Rob, there's kind of a limited number of, of battles you can compete in in this game because it, there's no random battles or guys Not that true. walk around. In the, in the last chapter, the robots keep spawning, so you could technically fight. Do they? Right? Okay, yeah. okay. So one thing that I always kind of questioned is that, you know, what if I cannot complete these cooldowns by the time I need um, my cards. So I kind of found the whole system um, not the best. So it's, it was a fun game, but it's not a very deep game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to probably go half All right. damage. Damage the game, my friend. Well, Custom Quest, the first one, is a very... It has a brilliant con- uh, concept. I enjoy the concept a whole lot. Yeah, think about Halloween, the costumes... What the, what if you have a custom in exploration mode? It does this, and then when you go into into this Tatsunoko kind of <laughs> yeah. RPG mode, uh, I think it was brilliant. I think it's it's a yeah, a really fun concept. Um, the game is lacking a little bit of polish. I think uh, it's really charming, but uh, like for example, the first like twenty battles, you're battling against the same kind of guy. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. there's a there's a missed opportunity there with the grabbing, uh, with so many costumes options that they could have gone with. I, the the first impression that you get is that it's really repetitive. Mm-hmm. The balance is a little bit off in the beginning. Like I lost a, uh, some battles and then I couldn't lose. Right. So it, overall, I I enjoyed it a whole a whole lot. I recommend this game uh, a lot. I think everyone should 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 give it a chance and i haven't finished it and i want to go back and actually finish awesome. it now from my from what i'm hearing from the second one is that people maybe people said that it was too simple and they went overboard with all these features but mm-hmm. i think uh that this, the first one uh seems cleaner and and better and the second one just like try to do a lot of stuff but still they were lacking a little bit of, of polish in there or they they, they missed uh, some of the charm or some of the simplicity that made the first one are really good so i'll i'll just go a quarter damage because i i think it's a brilliant concept i think the game plays well and and i recommend it and i I want everyone to to give it a try awesome not a lot of great halloween not a lot of great holiday games and not a lot of them not a lot that actually succeed and you know when it gets this time of year you kind of want i mean there's lots of horror games for halloween so you're kind of safe anyways but but they're not halloween games they're horror games yeah and so there's not a lot of Halloween games and not a lot that you could say are worth playing. And last year when we did our Halloween episode, I was trying to find specific Halloween episode or games to talk about, and there really wasn't that much. Nightmare on Christmas, I think, was one, and uh, some weird PlayStation game that I could never find. And then Costume Quest, and out of all of them, for sure, Costume. I mean, I hear the the Nightmare Before Christmas one is pretty good, but but the Costume Quest one just I don't know, just nails the feeling. I think it's perfect in that regard. And I have played both of them, so I guess that makes me unique out of the two of us. And I, I think I prefer the first one more, at least when I compare my memory of it, at least. It, it, I think I liked it a little bit more. But I, I like the second one, and I think they're, they're definitely both worth playing. Um, I absolutely recommend this the same for the same reasons that Seiji is listed for the most part. It's just a very charming game. If you have a young kid who's not played an RPG before, it might be a great introduction to art, the RPG genre, to be honest, because it's definitely. very simplified but still fun. You still have a win-loss. You can actually lose, which is good. So it doesn't hold your hand too much. But at the same time, it is very simplistic. So, yeah, the game is great. And it's unique. It's creative. It has charm. It's funny. So I give it only a quarter damage as well. Which I believe leads it with you guys, two hearts. You guys are so nice. We have hearts. We have uh, three quarters of a heart. <laughs> whereas left only has half a heart. So, yeah, the, game, the game's rocking two hearts. Which I think means it beat last week's Popeye. Which... Oh, let's end on that. So we did we did costumes real quick. Did you like Popeye? Did I me? Yeah, because you weren't there talking, last week. Talking to me because I was there. Uh, you know, Pop, I I didn't I didn't really play it um, for the show because mm-hmm. uh, I knew I wasn't going to make it. 
Um, I have played it in the past, okay. and I actually know someone who said I was playing Popeye and when I was a little kid, and he said this is the only video game he's ever played in his entire life was Popeye. Wow. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. I'm not going to damage it because I haven't. I haven't played it recently enough to really say. Left. But one thing that yeah. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. Fine. I don't. I'm not. It, about we were. It. I wasn't going to alter the score anyways, but. All right, so that's this is it. It's been Halloween this year. I mean, basically, uh, I like Halloween. So is this is this episode ninety nine? Ep- oh yeah, shit! This is episode ninety nine. That's right, episode ninety nine. So, episode ninety nine. Uh, we are not ready week, for next week. Oh no, we're no. So next ready. week is episode one hundred. We have we we've kind of teased the. So and Sorry. everyone look forward to uh, episode one hundred of Bonus Barrel. It's going to be a doozy. It's it's gonna knock your socks off. That's what they say. I think right? I think <laughs> friendships are going to be ruined I don't think so. with episode one hundred. I so. think people's expectations of it being in one episode is gonna be ruined. <laughs> just, I don't think the power of what we are doing can be contained in one paltry hour. We'll no. See, we'll I would see. We don't know that. what's gonna happen. We are not ready for next yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's already one episode one hundred. We, we can reminisce next week. Uh yeah. let's, let's let's wrap this up. So Lef and I finished another game uh, for Game Talk, so that should be coming out. By the time Halloween comes out, that should be out. So. Awesome. So that's that's what to look forward to. I recommend people watch it because it's pretty hilarious. And yeah, so I guess that's it. SabonisWare.com, CartridgeClub.org. Those guys are awesome. I'm going to be on their, their next month's episode, so that's exciting time. Thank you for listening. This is Rob. And Lef. And Seiji. Happy Halloween.